Welcome to another episode of That's a Wrap Podcast. I am your co-host, Jay Rosales. Thank you for joining us. It is... We are recording this on Wednesday, June the 17th, and as news of the NBA's uh, return to play format continues to trickle in bit by bit, minute by minute, we have everything that is currently available and we are excited to talk about that. But before we jump in, who else is joining me on this call? Dre, what is going on? Uh, yeah, this is this is Dre. Um a year ago, I was in a much more smushed situation. Uh, I think we all the, were. Man. <laughs> the, yeah, it was uh, the the big parade, the championship parade, and it's crazy looking back mm-hmm. to that now when you can't even get seventy feet within most walks of life. So um, it's very weird to be from amongst a zillion people to being completely alone but i'm not completely alone i've got jay and i also have is that another jay that i hear (laughs) yes sir man yeah it's kind of strange uh watching it it was definitely bittersweet watching the parade and shout out to sportsnet who were playing it replaying like at least two hours of it because we all know that that was not two hours long that was at least eight hours at least that's what it felt but it was really it was cool to see everybody elated and and cheering on even in the extremely high heat we were just so excited that a year ago today and again jay said we were recording on wednesday the 17th last year we were raising uh, we were having a three million person parade. You can't do that right now, but uh, regardless, we have so much basketball news, and news continues to trickle in and trickle in. And hopefully, if if any breaking news comes in, we're gonna uh, shout it, uh, show it on the pod. But Jay, let's start. Let's at least try to give the Coles notes of the Coles notes of what's going on with this Orlando bubble. Yes, it is a, a one hundred and thirteen page document outlining everything dear lord from from barbers and manicurists to what people are eating where people are staying it is huge but before we can even talk about the return to play and talk about training camps and where people are going to be socializing and when can they start socializing the idea of basketball returning can't happen without players and the reason i bring that up is because Kyrie Irving and about 79 other NBA players were on a very important call the other day Mm -hmm. discussing the merits of going back and playing basketball when there is so much more important things happening in the world, such as the Black Black Lives Matter movement, such as police brutality, such as uh, even just the the concerns over... uh, control of the coronavirus and the fact that Orlando's numbers are actually rising. So there's a lot that's happening outside of this bubble. So the thought of players entering this bubble and being in there for as long as three months, while there's all this stuff going on, has quite a few players concerned. We don't Mm -hmm. have names yet, but I think it's worth discussing before we talk about the return of basketball and I guess I throw it out to you guys. What what are your initial thoughts in terms of what what Kyrie Irving is starting here and, and Avery Bradley and what they're talking about? It's interesting because there's also that rumor that went around, uh, which isn't confirmed. It could very well be hocus pocus that uh, Kyrie was interested in starting another league with with certain players. So 
That yeah, that's that's definitely up, a rumor. I believe that they already said that's not true. That that uh, that's for sure what they said. So we don't know for sure, but yeah, uh, we we can we can believe them when they say that, and that's probably the case that it isn't true. But that raises the other reason why this was brought up in the first place. It wasn't necessarily the coronavirus related fears, but rather the viewpoint that the NBA itself and other sporting leagues could be problematic for the whole Black Lives Matter message. And the idea that um, like persons of color are being used um, in, in these sorts of industries and maybe aren't being heard, but are being respected for entertainment purposes. And I think that's kind of what Kyrie and some of the other players were getting at with this. So the idea of another league, which again, might've just been a false rumor, isn't exactly not on the same page of where um, Kyrie and company were, were heading. So, I mean, that's, that's an interesting thing to think of as well, where it's like, should they be playing? Mm -hmm. Because well, it's stymie how they feel about the overall message of what change is needed in the world right now. Or is there a way, like some people and, and players have said, and analysts like Kendrick Perkins, is there a way to play but also get your message across? Or is that counterproductive? Is playing defeating the message? What do you guys think? That's Those are extremely good points because like, I can see it in so many ways. I can see where Kyrie's coming from. I can see even you know where Ky um, Austin Rivers, who spoke out too, I can see where he's coming from as well as Ed Davis. Kyrie has said on The Athletic, he's like, I don't support going into Orlando. I'm not into, or I'm not with the systematic racism and it's something smells fishy. He also stated that he's willing to give up everything he has for social reform and again i mm -hmm. i appreciate that for someone with that platform i appreciate the fact that he's going to speak up to what he believes in at the same time when i talked about uh, austin rivers he was like and and same thing with kendra perkins like you said dre use that platform use the the people who are watching the nba I want to say half of them aren't with, you know, social reform anyway. So why don't you use that platform? They're going to watch you and they're going to take it in every single time you're on the floor, regardless if they want to watch you or not. And then at, at also at the same time, you see you hear someone like Ed Davis, who's like, sure, um, he might be, you know, Kyrie might be willing to give up everything for someone who has that kind of contracting, that kind of money. Yes, Ed Davis might not have uh, the $100 million contracts, so he has a little bit less. And for us, you know, a, a million or two million is, is crazy amount. For, but for, for them, I, like, I understand. It's not everything that to give up everything that's their livelihood so maybe when someone like Kyrie says i'm willing to give up everything maybe that's not like for the the basketball aspect sure you already have so much in your bag already with your your deals with your shoes with advertisements so like there's so many avenues that you can go in right and I, I, right now when i first heard about what Kyrie is doing i appreciate it i really i really do and i'm just always for people using their platform for the greater good um does it does it feel wrong? Maybe, but all of this just seems a little strange. Like even right now, uh, the the health and safety of it in in Florida, uh, the the numbers in Florida have doubled, uh, yeah. uh, have been on the rise again. So like I with that alone, I already don't think that it's safe for our player, the players, and the coaching and the team to go. So 
yeah, there are a lot of avenues, man. Even with this 183 page uh, a document going back to Orlando, like, I don't know if we're ready. I honestly don't know if we're ready. Jay, are you on the same page, bro? Yeah, I'm, I'm with this. Like, yeah, first and foremost, I know we're going to talk about all the things about how the NBA is going to return and how it's going to look like. I, I, it's very important for me to point out that I am actually not on board with this. I, I, Maybe it's because my wife works in healthcare and has educated me quite a bit on this, but I, I just I can't feel comfortable with these players already getting ready to play. And, and again, we're going to talk a lot about what protocols the NBA has put in place, and it sounds very good, but it's just that, you know, what you already mentioned with the numbers still rising and with so much uncertainty, I still think it's too early. I get that we are still about six weeks away from actual, you know, contact here with basketball, but mm -hmm. it's very hard to envision that being a reality. Um, to the point about the players and using their platform, I think you can look at it two different ways. First, you can look at it as, okay, well, if you elect not to be in the bubble and use your platform outside of the bubble, then I'm all for that. You've already seen that with so many different players walking in various protests and using their platform to promote uh, this message. And that's great. There's also the other side of it of think of someone like LeBron James, who he's very much on board with playing. Just imagine him in this very much uh, with having the spotlight on him, let's say, mm -hmm. showing up to a game, wearing an I can't breathe t-shirt. Everyone's going to see that because everyone is going to tune in to watch basketball and think of the impact that could have. So he kind of has his cake and eats it too, Good where he can kind of send his message and yet still play. So I think that, you know, there's there's two sides to this. And I think that there's no one who's necessarily wrong in this. Uh, I think if at the end of the day, there is going to be, as long as the momentum is not lost with the Black Lives Matters movement, then I'm for it either way. I, I think it's from my standpoint, it is ensuring that the safety and health of everyone who's going to that bubble, whether it's employees, players, staff, whoever, that they are well taken care of. Yeah, and there's one player in particular that has stuck out in my mind throughout this whole discussion, and that's Dwight Howard. So Dwight Howard is one of the people who, when Kyrie spoke up, said, you know what, I'm on board with this. I don't feel comfortable playing from a social political standpoint. I, like, it, I feel like this is a historical moment that shouldn't be smothered by things that aren't important. Having said that, Dwight Howard is one of the most respected, especially in his prime, one of the most respected centers, I'd argue, of all time. Like, the guy was being compared to, like, Prime Shaq when he was with the Magic. And this could be his only opportunity to ever to win a championship. So if you can only imagine, like, let's say he stands down for the movement and the Lakers end up winning, that's hard on his legacy as an athlete, but as... A person as a part of this movement that's kind of that's huge that's gargantuan to be like this matters less to me than how i represent this movement and mm -hmm. what it's speaking to and the call for change so for some players i can imagine this being a huge debacle because kyrie is able to step down the guy's already won a championship He's he's in his prime. If you were to retire, though, that's a different story. If he followed up on Kendrick Perkins' offer and said, okay, you know what, I'm going to retire and only devote my time to social awareness, 
that would be the huge move for him, I guess. You know, if, if he's up to that or not. But like for somebody like Dwight Howard, where this is what he has fought for his entire life, but he could completely do a 180 to fight for something else. I mean, that's huge. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, then speaking about like uh, obviously someone like LeBron James, I think for for someone in his spotlight and his caliber and the amount of uh, you know, the amount of public uh, eye that he's under, uh, it's it's a really big thing if he chooses to play. And and even pa- Patrick Beverly too, he came out and said on Twitter, he's like, if LeBron is playing, then everyone else is going to play. I feel like that's true in, in a sense of, I remember, and this is not the same thing, but I remember when um, the Redeem team came back for, for the Olympics and the one person that, uh, they or I guess Colangelo said that they wanted to play was Kobe uh, in order to play for Team USA. And once Kobe said yes, everyone else wanted to play. Like it, it didn't matter who, uh, who, who it was, how big the star was. As long as Kobe was there, everyone wanted to play. So I feel like it's kind of the same thing when you have the giant names. And you're talking about like Giannis. You're talking about obviously LeBron and um, talking about Kawhi. If all these guys are playing. I don't really see the rest of the NBA not following suit. I feel like star power is star power in both ways, in both the fan bases as well as the NBA players too, because they follow who the captains are. Um, so yeah, or I think at least the majority of players. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, like, don't don't get me wrong. I just, I definitely do believe that some players don't feel comfortable and i i totally respect that Are you kidding me I, I don't feel comfortable going to the the mall right now think about going into a social bubble uh in in another city so i understand when you don't want to go and the league has already said that if you don't want to go we're not going to charge or we're, you're not going to be punished which is key i really i'm glad that the nba understands that you don't have to come people who go to work right now if you if you don't feel safe of going to work, you shouldn't be punished, which I, I know that that's not cases for everybody, but I feel like that should be the case for at least for the NBA. No, I'm glad that you brought up the the fact of players electing to not play. I think that that's a good way of segueing into the various items that we're going to discuss about this return to play format. So All right, let's there is a, a six phase uh, approach that the NBA is taking And I'm just going to go over the first two phases because it leads into the item that you just brought up. So the first phase, we're currently in this, and it's from June 12th to June 22nd. This is when players are supposed to report to their home team's market. This applies to everyone except for the Raptors because for the Raptors, if you were not in Canada, for example, and you flew back into Canada, then you have to go under quarantine for two weeks And then when you go over to Orlando to play in the bubble, you have to quarantine yourself for another two weeks. So the NBA said, you know what? We'll make Toronto the exception because they're the only ones not in the States. Everyone from the Raptors can fly straight into Florida and and reconvene there and do all their training and all that stuff there. Save themselves two weeks of quarantining that they don't need to do. So that is the phase we're currently in. Mm -hmm. The next phase starting next week is from June 23rd to June 30th. And this is when players and staff and everyone who's going to uh, start entering the bubble and get ready to play uh, starts start to do COVID-19 testing. Uh, so the reason why that is important is because that's just the beginning of it. These guys are going to be tested very regularly. 
The NBA does not indicate that it will be daily, but they do say it will be regularly. It's not the deep nasal one that you're that everyone is kind of aware of. It's it's a bit less invasive, which is a bit of a concern for me because that's I feel like that's not as uh, secure a test as it is supposed to be. But that's a side side note. Mm. But to your point, Jason, about players electing to not play. So during next week, in fact, on June twenty fifth, that is the deadline. For players or staff to indicate to their respective teams, no, I do not wish to play. Yeah, and it could be for a bunch of different reasons, but the main one is if there is some sort of a medical concern. So uh, with that, you can get some sort of an exemption. You can not join the team, and you will still receive full pay. If you decide to not play for the team after June twenty fifth, let's say if the in the middle of training camp or even as the season starts and you start to feel uncomfortable about playing and that's your choice yes you can absolutely leave the bubble but you will not get paid so that i think that's the importance of next week and june 25th yeah. um so i guess my question to you guys is between now and june 25th do you think any player in the nba just will choose to sit out and further to that do you think any raptors will elect to sit out and the reason i bring that up is because kyle lowry is one of the 80 players that was on that call with Kyrie Irving. Floor is hmm. yours, guys. That's a hard one. I mean, I I, I want to say that no. Um, again, I, I'm more of like these players, uh, this is their livelihood. And uh, again, it, it all depends on the, the health and safety of it and you know what's going on with the social injustice. I, I do feel like in my heart of hearts that once it starts to the the rumors start to subside and more and more players continue to say yes i'm going or yes we're excited or you see you know even on instagram you have like ben simmons like working out or something like that or spider mitchell they're all like in the weight room i feel like once all this settles in and that's just a week from now i feel like not many people are going to sit out that's just my my initial thought i mean when it comes to maybe family issues for example um carl anthony towns i can understand if he doesn't want to play this year because of you know the, the loss of a family member that that stuff you can't just get over it and so the to go in somewhere that could risk yours and the and the healthy safety of your family i understand that but i don't feel like m m the majority is going to play that's that's well, how also the the timberwolves aren't even eligible to be ah, a good point of, thank uh, you for that of no problem of the league right now but like the way I see it, some teams are in a very interesting position. You have locks, like the Bucks, us, Lakers, and the the locks that you can predict will happen, Celtics, Clippers, Nuggets. You have the lower tier teams that are fighting to stay in or get in, Grizzlies, Mavericks. The Kings are playing, right? I don't remember. Yes, they're part of the yeah. Okay. Part of it. So the Kings, the Suns, I believe, was the lowest. Um, Trailblazers. These are all teams that are fighting to to get in or stay in Orlando, which Orlando, especially because it's in Orlando, I can only imagine. Um, but I also think that there's a couple of teams and players where it's like, okay, we might not do well. Let's just kind of wrap up this year, and I feel like that's kind of the Nets, partially. KD, for instance, is flat out refusing to play. Even if he was healthy enough to, he's flat out refusing. 
So that's it for the rest of the season. So I can only imagine why this isn't more of an incentive for Kyrie, the figurehead of this movement, of this possibility, to say, hey, we're not going to do that well anyway. We're basically going to be a first-round exit. You know, it's going to be unfair for people like Dinwiddie to have to uphold the entire team. But, I mean, he's already been doing that for a lot of the season. So, I mean, who knows? For some players and some teams, they might just call it early and just say, you know what? Mm-hmm. We're not going to get past, I don't know, we're not going to get past um, the Clippers this season or, uh-oh, the, the Pelicans are are really having huge momentum. We're not going to do well against them. Let's just throw in the towel for safety's sake, for social sake, for this movement. But, you know, the teams like, you know, the Bucks, which have a chance to win a championship, the Lakers, who have a chance to win a championship for Kobe and for LeBron James, who's playing for them. Uh, there's a lot of stuff riding. For the Raptors, they want to, you know, take back the championship. The 76ers want to clobber us in the playoffs. The Celtics now want a fair shake with, with uh, Kemba Walker. There's so much incentives for so many of these teams to either keep doing well or to get into the playoffs and show what they have because this is a very competitive year and with contracts on the line, with the money on the line, with legacy on the line. There's a lot. Somebody like a Kyrie Irving who, again, has a championship. He's he's got the payday. He's got the next year, which is going to be better when KD is going to be there. He can afford to say, you know what? I want to use this moment to to take a step back. And somebody like Dwight Howard who might want that championship He's got his payday. He's on this team. It's a little bit different. But for a lot of people, this is too big for them to maybe want to give up. And if they can mix both the game and the statement, again, wearing the I Can't Breathe t-shirts or discussing it in interviews, always having that reminder. And if there's something, I think that the league itself should have something to kind of enforce the ability to talk about this type of stuff. Not even just to not deter players from playing, but just because it's the right thing to do anyway for, you know, to to enforce the platform. Yeah. So I think that would be a great mediator for getting players to want to stay and showing, hey, we get it. We're a business, but we're not a business at the expense of an entire community. We want you to know that we love you and you're not just entertainment, you're people and your family. So that would be what I would say to do. And and I and to continue with your point, I feel like players have so much power uh, uh, in this league. And, and I think that the league understands that too, because uh, thinking about, you know, with the I Can't Breathe t-shirts, which Derek Rose started to, to wear uh, on pregame. And then you think about like Donald Sterling, where all the players started to put the jerseys or the warmer jerseys in the center of the court uh, in, in order for, you know, the NBA to re- realize uh that you know something is wrong here so i mm-hmm. agree i i feel like and i hope that if players and the nba does return i want them not only the players to have a, a big enough platform but the nba to recognize that hey this is what these players are playing for they're not just playing for the contract they you know i of course the incentive of winning a championship is huge but that's not the final straw there has to be more to what they're doing and i mm-hmm. hope that the nba gives them that platform to do so to reach out to people um to to give awareness to the people who don't see it yet um and and yeah i, I just hope that the nba does more than just saying this is what we're doing to continue the season no great points from both of you um i think that the only thing i'll add is this is that 
uh, for someone like, let's say, Kyle Lowry, who has been seen protesting in Philly and who is obviously, you know, just even re-watching the championship parade today is a reminder of how much his kids mean to him. He has them everywhere he goes. The thought of him being away from his wife and kids for, for you know, quite a while, at least until after the first round, uh, you know, if, if the, the Raptors make it past the first round, and that's the earliest he could possibly see them. And also with what he's already doing with protesting, he's someone who I'm keeping an eye out on. And, yeah. and I, I, I wouldn't say I would be completely surprised if he elects not to play. Um, the other team in general that I would like to keep an eye, that I am going to be keeping an eye on is the Lakers. And you guys already said it. Avery Bradley, Dwight Howard, both of them seem to be on one side of the spectrum on this, whereas LeBron is on the exact opposite end. So it'd be really interesting to see how the Lakers turn out uh, yeah. for, you know, this time, even next week, when players can start to elect to um, not take part in 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 resuming the season. But um, that's just some food for thought for you guys. A great discussion so far. Uh, I'm just going to move quickly through the, the remaining four phases because we've got a lot to talk about here. Um, phase three uh, starts July 1st and runs until approximately July 9th to 11th. And this is when group workouts start happening. Individual workouts are definitely happening. And head coaches can start to participate in individual workouts. Um, June, sorry, July 7th to 11th is when teams start arriving in Disney. The second they arrive in Disney, automatic isolation in your room. You have to get, I believe it's two consecutive negative test results at least 24 hours apart. In other words, you're going to be isolated in your room for at least a day. So July 7th is when teams start rolling in. July 9th is probably the earliest you can leave your room and start to get used to being in, in the bubble and start to work out as an individual or as a team. And that is phase 4B, which runs until July 21st. Uh, phase 5 July 22nd to July 30th is the quote-unquote preseason or the the warm-up for the, the official resumption of the season. And this is when teams will play three scrimmage games with other teams within the same hotel. Now, the hotel portion I have not talked about yet, and that is on purpose because what we're going to talk about after the break is all about hotels. But... Woohoo. <laughs> let's just say that when we start talking about that it's gonna be a whole lot of fun but yes that is our quote-unquote preseason, where teams will play three scrimmage games then finally the final phase july 30th we have the official resumption of nba games and teams will play eight seeding games followed by the playoffs and once teams are eliminated either whether it's at the end of the regular season or throughout the playoffs they basically are kicked out of the bubble. They all take one more test. As long as it's negative, then they're out. No sticking around to watch mm -hmm. games. You're out of the bubble. And that is the remainder of the phases. And if anyone's wondering about how the arenas are going to look, they've also shared some pictures of all the arenas. And when it comes to like the rows of players and uh, coaches, the first row is going to be players and coaches that who don't need mask or no mask are required, but recommended. The second row is going to be the other players and coaches that aren't necessarily playing and they must wear masks. So it's basically kind of what it looks like now. Just have uh, like the bench players on the, on the second half of 
from the bench, I I guess. Um, but yeah, you know what I've noticed? You know what I've realized, though? Uh, when, let's say it starts, you know, the, the phase three, I guess, or uh, phase four when teams start to arrive at Disney, I don't, I have a feeling that not many, I mean, besides like Woj and Shams and Low not many people are going to be able to come in like do a little the, the the social media that we all are aware of besides like the individual players so we're not gonna know what's gonna happen during those like first week or so if people are going to do those tests in the next like 24 hours uh and the next 24 hours they have to do another test we're not gonna know until we get like an official statement uh besides we have to like continue to watch people's stories while they're going to get tested or something like that so we're all gonna i feel like we're all gonna be kind of out of the loop during that like bubble i saw someone tweeted out and i think it's a great idea you need to turn this into big brother like oh, have yeah. cameras everywhere. 100%. We need to watch. Like I would watch that nonstop for the next three months to just see what what's happening. Yeah, and you know that they're gonna have like Call of Duty like tournaments, man, and then, or like two K <laughs> tournaments. You know how many fans are gonna actually, try to get in there too? Actually, do you know what Disney's supplying for them? And we'll go more into this and in, like oh yeah the, the the hotel bit. I guess they actually are supplying video game consoles with two K amongst other things like personal DJs and uh what was it like hot tubs like all sorts of crazy stuff to get help them get by get comfortable uh spend time with one another but just not have any incentive to leave to be tempted to go to these theme parks or just to leave so it sounds you know really privileged on one part like they get all this stuff ooh, but at the same time it's like this is encouraging them to stay here for three months if they make it through the whole playoffs an all-inclusive uh three month trip to stay in your hotel <laughs> it's just funny because yes. it's like i'm i'm trying to imagine let's say a club setting where there's dj playing music but they don't have they're not allowed to bring any family so it's like <laughs> it's just a whole bunch of guys standing in a yeah, club, yeah right? exactly <laughs> they're all just gonna like <laughs> lean against the wall with a drink or <laughs> and then you have players who hate each other which like thankfully oh, the timberwolves man. aren't going to be there because i could only imagine Embiid and carl anthony towns like getting fisticuffs like in the yeah. corner of the club like you could only imagine the tensions rising i'm dying to talk about the hotels and all the shenanigans that are going to happen in there let me just quickly wrap up this this portion yes. of it there right. are a couple of other things that are, are i guess neat that need to be worth mentioning uh surrounding the return to play format the NB has announced there will be an anonymous hotline oh, yes. uh, set up so that you can report any violations that you see. I see this as, I don't know. Snitch <laughs> city. Absolutely. When okay, this guys, came out, who is, man, the who's snitching? Like, Patrick like Beverly. Right Patrick Beverly. Sni- 100%. Well, D'Angelo Russell's not going to be there, so he won't. Ooh, um, good point. Nor is Brian Colangelo. That's, <laughs> That's true. Uh, if Dwight Howard plays, I can imagine him being a snitch. Yes. You Which I, I want to reiterate, there's nothing wrong with snitching. It's just funny to say that, but I, I fully <laughs> endorse the reporting of stupid behaviors and yeah. problems. Yeah, I wish we could do that now. You know, I wish we could be like this, th- this license plate right here. Uh, well, and also, the thing is, like, if especially if you're if you're a Buck or if you're a Laker, like, you better be on your best behavior because oh, people yeah. are just waiting for the other shoe to drop, right? Hundred percent, hundred percent. I could only imagine if, like, let's say LeBron James is playing and Kuzma's giving him a hard time in the playoffs, and he's like not playing well. Him just being like, "Oh, 
Kuzma was the Magic Kingdom, y'all. And it's like, well, yeah. no, I didn't. He gets like taken out. It's like, oh yeah. shoot, we have to we have to substitute somebody else in. Gee, them them's Accor- the breaks. According to <laughs> Shams, though, you get I think it's like a three warning system. So first is a warning, second is a fine, and then the third is either a suspension and or removal from the campus. Can so- you imagine getting thrown out of Disney World? <laughs> no, like you have to Yeah do some really bad stuff or you know of course coronavirus but like if it's just based on behavior you'd have to be a real asshole to be kicked yeah. out of disney world in a three strike system 100 percent, man 100 percent. maybe it's a good thing that the warriors aren't there because draymond wouldn't last a week that's just yeah. my guess <laughs> so a warning one kick in the balls warning two kick in the balls warning three you know what you did get out of here <laughs> stay away from Epcot. <laughs> uh, one other one other side thought to this um the Raptors, so there are three teams that are actually going to be in Florida. Obviously, the Orlando Magic, Miami Heat are already there. And as I mentioned earlier, the Toronto Raptors will be. Is there any advantage for any of these three teams being already in Florida? Or is that a disadvantage because the numbers are so high? Like, is What do you guys think? I mean, I, I think any time in, on a basketball court is an advantage for these guys. And... Um, but regardless of the fact, I don't think once like, you know, the first teams uh, go in there, I, I, I have a feeling that they're just going to have, uh, scrimmages, uh, with other players or, uh, outside of their own teams or something like that before, you know, the coaches get in there and the actual training camps goes in there. So yeah, I'm, I'm sure like a little bit, uh, there'll be a little bit more, uh, conditioned, I guess, but I, I don't feel like maybe a week or two is going to make that much of a difference to be honest. Yeah, I'm I'm basically in the same boat. There's like the tiniest advantage of, well, we got here first, we have a bit of familiarity, and we've done the protocol first. Aside from that, like, it's business as usual, so I can't imagine it being the greatest advantage. (laughs) Plus, it's not like when, when the Magic play, they're like playing in Disney World, so it's not even like a familiar surrounding. It's still weird for them, too. Right. Man, speaking of Epcot, Jay, before you go to the break, I had to tell you this story. Um, when when my wife and I were in Epcot, there was this. We were walking around like the, you know how in Epcot they have like the the countries or like the yeah, representations of, of the countries. There is this one family, and this this dad was telling his son, and I they were American because they had. I'm, I'm assuming they were American because they had like American flags all around them. But they were. We were standing in front of China, and then the dad goes to the son, and he's like, out loud, and he's like. This country owns our country. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> uh, wonderful. And then we just walked by. We're like, yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine saying that now. No, I know. <laughs> I know. That's so especially good. now that the NBA is there. So it's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right. Well, on mercy. that note, I think uh, we should take a break. Uh, on the other side of this break, we've got a whole lot of hotel talk to talk about. Let's get some advertisements in here.
Yet another thing you could buy at the Epcot Pavilion. Please visit the, the gift shop right in the middle of the pavilion and you will be able to grab that product. I think. I'm not sure. I hope. And we're, we're about of, to uh, sponsor Disney. Well, yeah, like we're fully entering the Disney world, as it were. And with this next uh, discussion piece, we've been alluding to it and I'm excited to talk about this. Okay. The... 22 teams have been divided into three hotels. The top four seeds from each conference will be at the Grand Destino Hotel. The next eight ranked teams, or I guess the bottom four playoff teams from each conference will be at the Gla the Grand Floridian. Ooh. And the remaining six teams that are outside of the playoffs but have a slim to possibly large chance of making the playoffs are all at the yacht club so there wow. you are <laughs> three hotels uh a whole lot of shenanigans are probably going to happen have at it boys oh uh, my god okay. gonna so happen? grand grand destino is going to be the ps5 that they already have installed for everybody <laughs> the grand feridian has a, maybe an n64 and the yacht club has atari what? No, no, hang on a second. <laughs> hang on a second. Uh, which, first off, to all listeners, uh, before the break we discuss this, uh, all three of us are, are seasoned Disney World visitors. So we um, are all very familiar with these different hotels and the different locations of where they are and the pros and cons to each of them. Um, the Yacht Club is dope. What are you talking about? <laughs> the Yacht Club, it might have the, the, like the team situation is whatever, but the Yacht Club... Has like the highest end restaurants there, or some of them. It's a but it's fancy not, it's ass not hotel. Like, it's not like they can really go in and sit down with everybody, though. You know, yeah. and and I feel like as as per like home court advantage for like you know the higher rank, I just have a feeling they have PlayStation Fives everywhere already. Just yeah, to get in like, people's brains. The Yacht you, Club is dope. It's just smaller. That's all. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. But I can well, just okay. imagine. Why don't, why don't I get my, I'll get my Yacht Club question out of the way because I don't okay. think we'll be focusing too much on these teams. But the Yacht Club, as I mentioned, all six teams that are currently not in the playoffs. So that's the Blazers, Kings, Pelicans, Spurs, Suns, and Wizards. Uh, when the regular season uh, comes to a close on August 14th, and the playoffs start on August 17th. Are any of these teams still here? Oof. I would say no to most of them. Sorry, what's the run? Then again, the Suns, no. The um, Wizards, Spurs, Pelicans. The Wizards, probably not. They're too far out. No. Yeah. I would love if the, the Spurs did, but their record's going to be broken now. The Spurs, and, they, they've already announced that LaMarcus Aldridge will not be playing. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, they're, they're definitely not. Yeah. And he's not playing for surgical reasons. He had um, he had work done on a, on an injured, uh, what was it, his arm? Something. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think it's something like that. So, so basically, you're choosing between the Blazers, the Kings, and the Pelicans. I think we can all agree the Kings are not going to make it, but that's just me. Uh, Blazers or Pelicans? Are any of them making the playoffs? Yeah, I don't. The Pelicans, know, I think. That's hard because like Blazers and Pelicans are exactly the same uh, games behind Memphis, and yeah. I think three and a half games is that's a lot of games to make up in eight. Uh, but that's that's the point. That's that's the I guess the beauty and the curse of this play-in format is that yeah, that's you don't true. have to be that. you don't have to pass them. There is a play-in tournament, so as long as you're within four games then you get a chance to play in. Mm. So 
imagine the scenario where the Pelicans get into this play-in tournament yeah. and they're facing a, a Grizzlies team. Do you think the conspiracy ther- theorist will say, hey, we got to make sure Zion gets into the playoffs. All he has to do is lead the team to two victories over the Grizzlies. You, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, the possibility is there, right? Yeah. Uh, I think I gave a lot of crap I, when it came to It is Zion Williamson. Yeah, I gave a lot of crap when it came to the the play-in tournament with uh, Adam on our last episode. But to watch, to be able to watch a John Morant-led team versus a Zion Williams-led team in a winner-take-all in like a two-game play-in tournament, that's kind of fun, man. Yeah. <laughs> that that's gonna be that's gonna be hella fun. It's gonna be yeah, two games. Off the top of my head, like there's there's a couple of the like, the Pelicans. I think have a few more seasoned veterans in this and when i'm th- i'm thinking about like well, jj JJ's gonna, jj exactly yeah. so yeah. them pulling off two victories over and a grizzlies team that's led by like really young guys i, I don't know it's possible right so maybe yeah. the pelicans uh are, are the team that is like they can have the whole whole hotel to themselves <laughs> the yacht the round. I wonder, um, yeah is that what happens is that if if like if everyone starts to leave then that means that theoretically speaking only one team would yeah, be you're able... out. Wow. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the second the second you're eliminated, you're not allowed to stay. Like this is another health and safety protocol thing. It is okay, you're everyone gets tested one more time to make sure you're negative, and then if you're negative, boom, you're out. Huh. Yeah, because you have a couple of things happening with that potential nail biting uh deciding game. You have John Morant, who wants to prove he is the worthy rookie of the year because he did all of the work the entire year and pulled off amazing numbers, mm-hmm. amazing leadership. And then you have Zion Williamson, who's like, hey, wait a second, I've played under 20 games currently. I want to prove that I'm rookie of the year, or if not, I still want to be in the playoffs in my very first year. And it's all because of me, because let's be honest, if Zion didn't come back, the Pelicans wouldn't have a shot. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, and to add nuts. to that, I mean, and to add to that, Dre, I mean, the, the way the playing format works is that the Pelicans in this scenario, if they were to finish ninth and within four games of the, the Grizzlies, they'd have to beat the Grizzlies twice. So to your point about Zion Williamson possibly sneaking in and stealing the rookie of the year, it would definitely help his case if he could defeat John ja Morant's team twice mm-hmm. and sneak into the mm-hmm. playoffs. But that's enough about the possible playoff contenders. Let's talk about the favorites. And I am very intrigued by the Grand Destino Hotel and all eight of those teams being under the same roof. So, oh my God. I guess my first question is who is tampering for Giannis? Everybody. Everybody is well, tampering. He, wait, hang on. What are the what are the teams that are that again? Got, that that got are the, in that hotel? You got the Bucks. We have the Bucks, yes. Lakers, yes. Raptors, yes. Clippers, Celtics. Nuggets, jazzed, heat. Oh, okay. Well, the three rumored teams that are fighting for Giannis and have the best odds are obviously the Raptors, the Warriors, who aren't even going to be anywhere near the state at this point, and the Heat, unfortunately. So I guess we have two teams that can that can compete and try to gain his affection while they play 2K, while they go to the club, while they go to the hot like to the to the steam rooms and, and the spas you you're gonna have two organizations that are gonna try and get him but the problem is where is he gonna be during all of this it's gonna be in florida so that doesn't help the raptors that's a good point 
That's a good point. Uh, I just, I mean, okay, the amount of tampering to go for Giannis is going to be insane. <laughs> I don't know, is Masai even allowed to be there yet? So like, like each team is allowed 35 members, but part of that 35 members can include executives. So Masai could be there. I see. Okay, let's just say that I believe, you know, if I were the Raptors PR, I'm ordering pizza for every single team. <laughs> just to mentally screw people over. <laughs> and, and just in case, uh, for those that are wondering about the food situation, I was hoping that it would be some sort of a cafeteria-like thing where everyone is all in the same cafeteria, but it's not. Every team will have their own uh, chef. Wow. Or I guess kitchen that makes staff sense. or whatever. Uh, that makes sense. My assumption is that they're probably... But they don't get that Disney cuisine, though. It's really not that good, Dre. Let's be real. <laughs> no, hey, 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 hey. Wait a minute. What are you talking about? No, okay. Um, okay. Maybe maybe the hotels are really good. And I'm talking about like the buffets and everything that they got there. But if you're talking about like going to Epcot to eat or something or going oh, to like Oh, no. Magic I mean Kingdom, like the restaurant stuff. Like the Yacht Club yeah. has like steakhouses, um, the flying fish, which I think isn't on the boardwalk anymore, but it used to be is an amazing seafood restaurant. Like they've got some amazing restaurants there. My assumption is that they probably won't allow anyone else besides their own cooks to cook their food. I guess. Just, just so, in yeah, case. It's, so we got Sir Chewbacca cooking gold penises yeah. then, I guess. <laughs> yeah, or, and <laughs> crickets happening? and everything. <laughs> hey, Giannis, how hungry are you? <laughs> Come to the Raptors floor. We'll, we'll make you some, some uh, what is it, like testicles and hearts here. Yeah. <laughs> Check it. Perfect. Come to the Raptors. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So uh, I, I, there, there, I have so many questions about this, and I don't want to just keep belaboring it. But like, there, there really is the chance for even just awkward scenarios, right? Let's say, for example, the Raptors' very last game was against the Utah Jazz, and in the very last minute of that game, OG Ananobi and Rudy Gobert got into a bit of a, a scuffle. Mm-hmm. It yes. uh, little did they know that that would be the last game of their respective seasons, and you know three months later, uh, there they are. They're going to be in the same hotel room. Next thing you know, they bump into each other in an elevator. Like, what other awkward scenarios could you foresee? Oh God, happening oh, in this hotel, right? Before we continue. I'm just going to say, and I don't mean any disrespect, I can only imagine the amount of times Rudy Gobert is going to be in an elevator with somebody and somebody's going to be like, no, 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 hang on, Rudy. I'll push the button. <laughs> no, 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 Rudy. I'll just walk. It's okay. Rudy, you got the elevator. I'm just going to walk. Yeah, babe. Yeah, like, I yeah. can only imagine the amount of shit this guy's going to get. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, not only Rudy, but also like, like uh, Donovan Mitchell and also... Well, it's specifically because Rudy Gobert was, was yeah. playfully being careless. You know, absolutely, so. absolutely. But I, yeah, I can just imagine, no, 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 Rudy, I'll, I'll walk. I'm good, man. No, no, we, Rudy... I'll take the monorail. <laughs> our seat, our table's full, Rudy. I'm sorry, bro. I'll go with Mickey and, and uh, Pluto over here. Yeah. <laughs> Back into, just, like, the mascot corridor. <laughs> you just see Kyle Lowry just sitting with I don't with need to sleep in my bed. I don't need to get to my floor. <laughs> that's so good. But uh, I'm but, sure he's not going to be careless anymore. So, <laughs> Well, let's hope so. If man. anything, but, he'll be the most careful. Exactly. So it'll be yeah. fine. I wonder yeah, if, scenarios. Another thing is that I, want, I know that you wrote it down here, Jay, but I wonder if do, do teams have to, I guess, quote unquote, room with their team? Like does a section of a hotel stay with, the team or do I they get to I, like I would imagine a section would um you know I I was going to pose the question of you know what if 
two players could room together, who would you kind of knowing which uh, teams are in this hotel? However, I don't think that's going to work because the Grand Destino has 545 rooms and there's approximately 300 people who are going to be there. So in other words, everyone's basically going to get their own room, right? It, it, there's, there's no point in trying to put people together when you have enough to accommodate every single person yeah right? true. that's true so everyone will get their own room however there are only 50 suites so let's assume for a second that the head coach of each team of these eight teams get a suite that would leave 42 suites for the remaining eight teams now let's also give the bucks and lakers an extra one because they have you know they had the two best records but that basically, uh, and I'm just kind of just guessing here, but let's just say every team is essentially given five suites each. So my question to you guys is for the Raptors, who are the five players that get a suite? Lowry? For the Raptors. Uh, Siakam, yeah. newly Siakam. crowned MIP and All-Star. I'd probably Lowry say... Lowry for sure. I think Lowry yeah, Lowry, guaranteed. Lowry, Siakam. I want to say Serge. Um, yeah. Freddie probably because he'd request it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. Freddie because he has two new babies. No, I say no to Freddie. No, he's eh? coming by himself. He's coming uh, by himself, right? Yeah, but he also needs you know a room for just his haircuts though. <laughs> oh, you know? here's the other thing: the barbers are being supplied by the NBA, so no one can bring their own barber. Interesting. I think this is going to be a big problem because you know. You find your guy. That's your guy, yep. right? Yep, hundred percent. So, hundred percent. Unfortunately, there's only going to be you know a certain number of barbers and manicurists and pedicurists that the NBA is providing. Um, to quote, but back Seinfeld, to your point, that's not an Enzo, and you know you get your Enzo. <laughs> you don't want a Nino. <laughs> and, and oh, no, I, I also it Nino or Enzo. I don't remember which one's which. It's Enzo. It's Enzo. Yeah, it is Enzo. Okay. I'd also want to uh, say uh, maybe not all if if like teams like obviously the guys whoever's listening this is all rumors we're just like oh yeah just, absolutely we have no idea but if if teams do get like five suites i'd say i'd say one of them for the raptors should go to Masai. i'm just you know oh yeah that's true there, right i would give um, it to like the older guys like i would like as a respect thing right like i'd give it to gasol yeah i'd give yeah, it to agreed. definitely like lowry gasol I, I think you guys are right with siakam he's not one of the older guys but yeah he's <laughs> He's kind of, uh, you know, played his way to earning that, I guess. But yeah, I'd want to save one at least for Gasol because he's, yeah. you know, one of the vets. Yeah. Just as long as none of them are going to Drake. If Drake wants to go to Florida <laughs> and be our ambassador, that's fine. But, you know, like, no, we're good. Does, but the question okay. is, is the super fan going to be there? I hope so. I hope he gets his the own answer, damn sweet. No. Let's also remember again, right? This is still 35 per team, right? So I hey, seriously right. doubt. Yeah, they can't. There's no fans allowed, right? So mm-hmm. the only fans, since you guys bring this up, the only fans that are allowed are actually other players. They are allowed to attend yes. other games. It's not going to be the whole team like how it used to be in those like, you know, high school tournaments that used to play in. Only a select number of players from from teams are allowed to attend other games. But having said that, it's going to be pretty cool to see, mm-hmm. let's say, Embiid sitting in the stands or CP3 sitting oh, in the stands. The trash talking. Trash talking and heckling. For like, who, who are you excited to see in the stands? 
I would love to watch. Uh, <laughs> I would love to actually kind of see Westbrook, Harden, Durant, and Serge Ibaka back together on the stands. That'd be kind of uh, yes. cool. You know, just to see just to see where they came from. But that from. will never happen. It will never actually, happen. Would but Durant even go at all? Maybe. I mean I wouldn't. No, no, I wouldn't that's see. true. Like he yeah, that's true. He's not if he's not gonna play, I mean, why risk going, right? Yeah. Like again, you want to support not to but... not not to make any offensive comments, but he's basically gonna be the Chris Weber of the, the Fab Five reunion. I'm guessing. And you're cut off. Jason edit, edit that trash out. <laughs> I'm just gonna make it louder. <laughs> I'm sorry, oh, Jay. I know God. he's your favorite, but you know, and, you know I what? saw the opportunity, and I had and, to. and you know what? It 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 happens all the time. Like I was rewatching. You know, we again we're recording this on the 17th, which means since our previous recording, the Raptors championship also what happened in 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 this time. And I was yes. rewatching Game Six and rewatching the final seconds. And of course, right there, I totally forgot about it. They mentioned, well, Draymond Green just called. He just pulled a Chris Webber he did, yeah. and tried to call a timeout there. So it's going to follow him and me oh, as yeah. a fan for the rest of my life. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> Sorry, man. No, it's all oh, good. man. It's all good. Well, I mean. So, uh, yeah, no, go ahead. You were going to talk about uh, any other hecklers you guys think about? Um, you know what I also would love to see? I'd love to see uh, DeRozan and Kyle back together. Oh, that's I was true. just going to say that. Yeah. I was just going to say that. That'd be amazing just to see them uh, buddy buddy again uh, on the sideline watching. I don't know. Oh, let's say the, what? They, what about watching the Grizzlies so they can cheer on JV? I don't know. Ooh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See that? Bad. That's that's sweet. That that's Probably some kind nice. thinking right there. Or like Gasol <laughs> watching the Grizzlies. Or oh yeah, um, Gasol and watching OKC three or yeah. like OKC with CP three. I just yeah. combined the two together, but you know what I mean. Like yeah. the the past teams and players, like reconvening and being like, "This is bigger than basketball." Even though right now we're playing the game, this is our opportunity to just be there and re- reconnect. Like yeah. it's it, it could be great, or it could get sour. The last thing I want to say before we wrap this up is, I don't know if we're on the same page. I don't know about you guys, but I personally wouldn't want to hear a backtrack like a 2k crowd track in the background because oh. i want to hear everybody shit talk i want to hear people oh, yeah. on the floor the coaches the players everybody yelling at each other because even if you watch like summer league or something you can hear people talk to each other very clearly and it's wonderful yeah. <laughs> so and th- that's exactly what we're gonna get i hope so i seriously yeah so. can you only imagine it's like the magical world of disney the wide world of sports here we're gonna have a wholesome game between yeah. the grizzlies and the pelicans and all you can hear is like like get that shit out of here well who was that one commentator who's like man kevin Garnett's talking up a storm oh like, yeah we <laughs> need that guy here <laughs> yeah that'd be so good all right. Well, there's a lot of un- to unfold, and I'm sure by the time that we record next week that there's going to be even more to unfold. But until next time, guys, Dre, where can we find you, my man? You can find me on Twitter at Andreas Babs. You can also follow my film editorial and review website, Films Fatale, F-I-L-M-S-F-A-T-A-L-E.com. No spaces. Caps doesn't matter. I'm currently working on the top 100 films of the 1980s. So you can see that. You can see all the other good stuff like Masterclass, 
lessons on different types of film and filmmaking and film history. Uh, my top 100 films of the 1990s list is currently up. You can see some interviews that I've done and all that good movie stuff. Jay, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Rosalisaurus. Find uh, my writing on Raptors HQ, which is like where you're finding this pod right now. And we've got some interesting stuff brewing on HQ. Be sure to check that out. And uh, yeah, I'm just excited for the possibility of a season to come back and uh, glad to be potting with you guys. And uh, yeah, that's me. Over to you, Jason. Uh, yeah, and you can find all of us at That's A Rap Pod on Twitter, at That's A Rap Podcast on Instagram. You can email us at That's A Rap Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, and hopefully we'll be back next week to talk about more shenanigans. But until next time, everybody, That's A Rap.